The Beyond the Cubicle podcast is sponsored by BrandResumes.com. Whether you're a recent college graduate or mid-career professional, Brand Resumes is what you need. From enhancing your resume to your LinkedIn profile, to posting your resume to the top job boards, and even applying to jobs for you, Brand Resumes does it all. Not to mention their flexible ordering options, where you can choose to pay upfront, over eight weeks, or over 12 months. Brand Resumes works one-on-one with their clients to ensure success, and they write resumes across all industries. They are the resume experts with a proven track record of taking care of their clients. Invest in your professional development and personal brand today. Go to brandresumes.com. That's brand, B-R-A-N-D, resumes.com. So from the time we were born, uh-huh. we've pretty much been told mm-hmm. either directly or just by watching how the world works, mm-hmm. that money is the driving force to everything. Money, money, money. Right. That's the OJ's version. Right. But we maybe we shouldn't focus so much on that mm-hmm. because that's not going to sustain our drive and motivation to keep going every day. And, and once you get enough of it to get the basic creature comforts mm-hmm. handled, right. it's less of a motivator psychologically. Right. So, so that's what we want to talk about today. Money, money. Um, yeah, don't chase the money. Don't chase the money. And we have three things that you should be chasing instead. Plus, later on, we're going to tackle some common workplace myths mm. that we've all heard and probably been taught at some lies. point during our lives. Lies. Yeah, we're going to debunk them. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode 58 of the Beyond the Cubicle podcast. Money, money, money. Coming at you after the intro. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at this is BTC. Um, email, hit us up at the email podbtc at gmail.com. And we got a face. we have a uh, website up running. That's it. Website is up. Love it. This is BCT. Oh, I keep getting that wrong. Let's be doing a lot. This is btcpod.com. Yes, dot com. I think I'm end up changing that address. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so today's topic, um, we got two topics. So we're going to talk about workplace myths later. There are about eight workplace myths that um, we, we've all heard or, or were taught and probably believed that we're going to debunk. But first, we're going to talk about three things that you should be chasing in your career instead of money. Mm. A little bit of setup. I remember when I first got to uh, Houston, I believe. Mm-hmm. This was the so I work in the energy industry. Mm-hmm. When I was living in Atlanta, right, we were the only in energy company headquartered in Atlanta, right? Okay, yeah. So yeah. coming here, yeah. there's one on every other corner, <laughs> and and big and big, right? Yeah. And so I remember peers and coworkers of mine um, 
having the mentality, hey, I'm going to do two years here. I'm going to go to the next spot. I'm going to get that 10K bump in this salary. Mm. I'm going to do two years there, go to the next spot. I'm going to get this 10 to 15K bump in the salary. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And I remember thinking, like, man, you know what I mean? I need to do that. <laughs> and then quickly I started to realize, like, wait, but if you do that, don't you tap out the, the don't you tap the well kind of quick? Yeah. Because then the next move is now you have to level up, but have you gotten the skills and experience that you need to level up? To get by where it? you think you want to go. Right. Oh, no, this, and the relationships. It's, it's time. Right. So th- th- that's kind of what it, what we want what we wanted to talk about today is here are three things that you should be chasing instead of the salary. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that the salary is not important, right? Mm-mm. But if it's the number one driver, mm-hmm. I think I shared this in a couple of other episodes where the kids were going in school, right. and as they went in, they yes. they searching salary.com, who's the mm-hmm. highest paid. Then when they came out in four or five years, it had changed. The market is too dynamic mm-hmm. to totally focus on money because some stuff is, is valued and other things are not valued as much. But your personal, I'm tipping ahead to one of the topics. Go ahead, go ahead. Your personal... Uh, 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 Growth strategy mm-hmm. is way more important. I love the way you put that. Our personal growth strategy way more important, um, and, that, and that's something that we probably need to to break down too as we yeah. as we go forward. I, I'll make a note of that. Yeah. Um, so, thing number one that we should be chasing instead of money: mm-hmm. chase good management. Mm-hmm. Chase good management. Now, the trick to that is if you're already in a position, it's easier for you to understand the dynamics of management there right. versus where versus another company that you could be interviewing for. Yeah, yeah. So as somebody who's seen uh, just the ups and downs and just all, you've hired people, you've fired people, you've worked for managers, you currently have clients and things like that, do, do you have any, any way that anybody that's going to an interview situation, for example, could kind of get a glimpse of what management may or may not be like. Well, you know, as we build, and we're building some some online courses mm-hmm. to do some some of the things that we, we talk about here, I say do your homework. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go look at the company's 10K. You can go to their website and look at news and whatever. I actually found out that most major companies have an employee chat room. Really? And Somewhere, go, right? Oh, absolutely. You can put in na- name of your company. You've got one. There's got to be an employee chat room. I need to go find it. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can find the employee chat rooms and listen to the chatter. Now, uh, the people that post or the, that post the most are people that are dissatisfied. God right. bless them. And there's a million dissatisfied people. But look for a thread. Mm-hmm. And if the thread is just they're working me too hard, somebody stupid is making these decisions, that's okay. If you start to hear a lot about dishonesty, you start to hear a lot about... Uh, things that don't harass me. Yeah. yeah, then just look at it. It doesn't mean it's for sure a systemic issue mm-hmm. in that organization, but it might make you think a little bit. But if you go to some places that, you know, you go in the chat room, they're talking about we're doing this over here, we're doing that over there, mm-hmm. things are kind of cool. Those kinds of things, you can find out some real good information on on, uh, on companies. Yeah, and one thing, another thing I'll add is... Um, Especially if you work in a place where, um, you know, people know people who know people, <laughs> right? <laughs> Try you, know, to, you know that's everywhere. Yeah. Look, I think the, the, six, the six degrees of separation thing is real. Yeah. Uh, but ask around. Yeah. See if you can find somebody 
who you know directly, yeah. find somebody who knows somebody that works in the place, and try to get an honest perception of what the uh, what the management culture is like in that place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. The next thing that you should be chasing kind of piggybacks right off of that. Similar. Company culture. And you can hear that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're in Houston, so I won't name the company, Mm -hmm. but a lot of prominent people have come out of this company. And I had an ex-CEO that used to be really high up in that organization, very, very high. He left. He said the culture was dog-eat-dog, stab people in the back, he Mm -hmm. said, and I won't work that way. And he was a very principled Christian guy, one of the best you know, people I've met at that right. level. Right. And and by the way, people always put down CEOs and company leaders, you know, oh, they're just, look, I've met some of the most principled, decent humans who right. understand the responsibility of leadership mm-hmm. that are really trying to do their 100% best to make sure they're making all the sound decisions. So I'm not in that group that says something is wrong with him. This guy was off the chain. But he left uh, a company that he worked at he said, because that dog-eat-dog, stab you in the back, mm-hmm. take everybody mm-hmm. out. While some people here think that's good, that goes against my personal belief system. That's it. And so when you said chase a sound company culture, don't go someplace for money that you know they're killing each other and there's blood in the streets. Yeah, don't go. Because you, you won't last. You, you'll be one of the dead ones. Yeah, you but won't last. Not good. Not good. Um, I, I think, you know, Check around for again, you know, public information on the, the particular company. Ask around what the culture is. Yeah. Um. And no culture is going to be perfect. Oh no. But but what you're looking for is just generally how they treat people. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh. On many levels, whether it be how they treat ladies in the workplace, oh. how they treat um, uh, promotional opportunities mm-hmm. in the workplace, how they treat. Uh, minorities and things like that. Mm-hmm. Figure out all that stuff because if it applies to you, it's very important that you try to find as much information about that as possible. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, but but you want to have a good, sound structure in place. There was a place uh, a few years ago that I had um, some of my good friends here that we all moved from Atlanta, and they were working at this company, which was a few blocks down from us, mm-hmm. and they had been trying to get me over there for six months. You know, okay. I was like, okay, cool. Like, I, I'll, I'll go. I'll take an interview. I went over there inter- interviewing with my two friends because they were in management, right? And um, you know, and then I interviewed with their managers, and the interviews were good. And then, uh, literally, when I say literally, literally, two weeks later, two weeks later, one of them had left. My friends, one of them had left, went to another company. <laughs> The other was on was searching for something, and they called me back and said, hey, they're going to call you back for a second interview. Don't take it. I was like, well, what happened? They had only been there for about five months. And so by, by and so they were thinking, hey, the culture is what it is, but maybe it's turning around. Yeah. Then some other moves happened. It was like, no, this is not turning around. <laughs> and so they called me back. It's like, the culture is not great over here. They don't have any Do structure. Come don't come. Okay. And, I, and I didn't go. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, so trying to find your way in, whether it's public information yeah. or people that you know, people that you know that know somebody. Right. Last thing, um, chase skill and knowledge. Yeah, growth opportunities. Yeah, so that speaks to what you were saying earlier about the personal growth strategy. Wherever you go, there you are. Correct. 
you're going to leave eventually one day. Mm -hmm. You need to leave there better than what you were when you got there. Mm -hmm. In order to do that, we definitely need to have some learnings. And I'm actually finding out, you know, I was uh, been doing some work in the generations at work and yada, yada. And the millennials are the most maligned generation ever in the history of, of studies. In fact, I heard one person say, arbitrary, here's what a generation, a generation is simply a group of people that have shared values based on shared experiences. Right. So and you can almost delineate those by the years because society year, changes. You can make that any year you want. Right, right, right. So when they started doing the studies, they talked about the millennials and was like, oh, they're, oh, they're terrible. And that's because a bunch of old farts like me right. uh, were pretty pissed off about whatever. But here's the, here's the thing that happened. The younger ones are walking into companies, and they're not saying, pay me the most money. Right. They're saying, make me better. What are your training opportunities? Yep. What are your developmental opportunities? Yep. Because I realize you're going to screw over me like you did my parents. Boom. And you don't have any pensions anymore. That's why they stayed with you. They hated you, but they stayed with you because they pension. had pensions. Pension, and once they retired, they, they could eat. Yep. But you're telling me you don't get that. So uh, forget being loyal. That's stupid. Yeah. How can you make me better? And we're retaining them when we can make them better. That's one of their value systems. So if you're looking for uh, knowledge and growth, that means you are better when you right. leave than when you, you walked in. Me. That's to your advantage. So here's a joke. Mm -hmm. So based on what the widely accepted date range is for millennials, I'm one of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whatever, whatever. And you know, you, you, you old dude in millennial body, bro. Yeah. I'm going to be straight with you, So, man. So here's the funny thing, right, when it yeah. comes to the millennials, because I, I I was looking this up like a few months ago. I, 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 I'm not quite Gen I was born in 1980. I'm not yeah. quite Gen X. Yeah. But I'm not quite what people think of when they think of millennial either. No. But I do have traits of both. Yeah. So here, here's kind of how they, and the, the smartest one I saw made the most sense was, well, any generation is about 14 years. That's about what they give it when, yeah. when they're doing these sociological studies, right? Yeah. It's about 14 years. And what they do is, if you look at a 14-year gap, think about whoever's 14 years younger than you. You're wildly different. Because of the experiences in society. And where you are in life. Yeah. And so yeah. What, the, what they're saying is, from 1980 to about 1993, 94, those are the millennials, right? right? Right. And so what you have is there's a split in the millennial generation because some of us are in different points of our life. So somebody who's 14 years younger than me, that puts them at around 25, 26. They're just getting out of college. <laughs> They're not. They don't have kids. They're not yeah. married. They're not yeah. established in their careers. Just getting started. Yeah. They're just versus coach above the Gen Zs. Correct. And you're like seriously. Correct. Versus myself, who yeah. I've been in my career for almost 14 years. Yeah. I have three kids. Been yeah. married for for yeah. almost 14 years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like we're in two totally different places. Yeah. It's it's. But yeah. we have some shared values. Yeah. So I I'm just like just like they were saying. You know, I'm more for knowledge and growth than I am about chasing the dollar, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, I like to know that things are happening for a cause and, you know, mm -hmm. that type of mm -hmm. thing, right? Bigger, so, yeah. Bigger, I think they call the next generation totally 
they're, they're globalist. Their view of the world yeah. is so much better because of the internet and technology and whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I got access to all this right here. In fact, I'm on my phone looking at all kind of crazy stuff Correct. around. And yeah, it's it's a different world. And we all know I'm a techie. So. <laughs> I'm, I would have been if I was born uh, exactly. earlier. Exactly. Like, oh, by the way, too, even some of the other generations that they say are ironclad mm -hmm. share some of those same values. I just thought I'd throw that, that they, out there. They do. They we're, do. Because we're all human. All right, let's get into our next topic. Okay, next one is... Common workplace myths. Lies they've been telling you since you got hired. Yeah. <laughs> You don't now. What what I what I what I haven't done yet, and I may mm -hmm. do this um, in a in a in a future episode. Just come back and update us. But okay. I'm not even quite sure how these myths even came about. Somebody wanted you to do what they wanted you to do. That's probably it. Some manipulation. <laughs> That's probably it. Um. All right. So we have about seven, maybe seven or eight workplace myths okay. that I found. I kind of chuckled when I saw some of them because I'm like, damn, people really still believe this? Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so we're, we're going to go through them briefly, give our thoughts on them, and some of our experiences too. So, Done. all right, myth number one. Eight-hour workdays lead to the most productivity. Ah! <laughs> oh. I would argue that it's actually less. Well, if you if you if you actually look at when we're the most productive, mm -hmm. they've done so many studies on it. The time of day, the duration, uh, the eight-hour day, it allows companies to feel like we're getting that out of you, but we're not. Nobody is, is optimally functioning eight hours. I'm not saying they're not working, but they're not optimally functioning at a peak method, at a peak level for eight hours. Technically. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, but I'm at work. Tech, technically, yeah. and I hope anybody from my company listens. To this. <laughs> technically, yeah, you pay me for about four and a half hours of work a day. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and that's a, that's on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> on a slow day, you pay me for about an hour and a half to two. <laughs> oh, and and we could be working on something. I mean, like I remember a couple of days. You know, just writing, 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 just mm -hmm. assessing. Oh, stop, take a break. Ah, eat something. Writing, writing, writing. And there are spurts where that mm -hmm. happens. But the body needs a break. Uh, that's why they give you breaks in the afternoon and morning. And some companies says, we don't even have to do that. And per some labor laws, depending on what your position is, they don't. The issue is the humans, we were only engineered for peak output within a certain, yeah. certain time. And, and, and I would also argue, too, maybe some of this stuff is still sticking around from the, the advent of the industrial age. Oh, yeah. When physical, manual physical labor, labor was the thing. Was the thing. Yeah. But mentally? Yeah. No, nah, mental labor, you, you can't. Like, the mind is not structured to just be no. on super high productivity. Anybody who tells you that, it's like they're fooling themselves, too, because we take so many breaks in a day to just go search the internet for 30 minutes. Like, come on. Like, nobody's working eight hours straight. Okay. I, I would tell anybody, if you really wanted to get the most productivity out of out of a staff or anything, mm -hmm. bump your work hours to between five and six hours a day. Mm -hmm. Give them the incentive when they finish, they go home. Mm -hmm. Guarantee you they'll get more done. Uh, I worked in the south of France, and I will tell you, I, I'm pretty sure somebody listening will correct me that a work week was about 37 and a half hours. That's Europe. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, and they get six weeks of vacation. And, and six weeks of vacation. And I'll tell you, they got stuff done. You know, we kind of sit over here. I, I hear some Americans say, well, you know, we're the, we're the, you know, you're idiots. Because I'll tell you, they have breaks. They have longer vacations. Yeah. And, they're and happy. they get work done. And they seem a little bit happy. <laughs> Anyway, don't don't move all the way over there though, because I told you that. All right, so. money is the best motivator. Not even. We just finished talking about that not, earlier in this episode. Not <laughs> even. Money's not the best motivator. Even when they do surveys at these companies, right? Money doesn't come out number one. It's about five or six, right? Four or five, but it's not number one. Um, what, what, what would we say? I'd say, um, some semblance of work-life balance. Balance. But the number one thing people want from a company is I want you to value me. I want uh, to feel valued value. in my position. Personal value. Otherwise, why am I here? Right. I don't want to be a widget. Right. So right. I want to feel valued. And that comes out consistently as, as number one. And, 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 and it has to be untrue because people have left higher paying jobs. Oh man. Absolutely. Um, because Absolutely. They weren't valued or just the environment was not there. Absolutely. Not right. Unless you're lazy, and mm-hmm. we know nobody listening to this is lazy. Mm-hmm. Unless you're lazy, you want to grow and get better and you want to bring it better than you did yesterday. So the folks that are are sitting there, money is not the issue. I need enough to take care of right. take care of my responsibilities. All right now, now that I've got enough, let's get some get some value. Right. Um, next one, (laughs) high achievers make great managers. Some do. Some leave dead bodies. (laughs) I'm still, I'm still, I'm still kind of torn on that one. Because that one kind of speaks to the, our our last episode about, um, generalists and specialists and the jack of all trades, master of none, things like that. In in a way it does. Um... Let's put it like this. The way that you get your boss's attention is by being very good at what you do. Correct. So that's the number one. So if you're going to be a manager, the only way to get there, your boss has to like you and think that you turn in the kind of work that they appreciate. Okay, so if in that respect, yes, it's connected. But once you move from an individual contributor to a manager role, your job is now to get people to do what you could do probably very good. And some of them will be good, some of them will not be good, and your right. job changes from a doer to a culture and leader and encourager of doers. And I think that's where the myth title gets put on that, right? Because generally, and this is not every case, but generally a, a type A person who has been focused on achieve, 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 right? and they're task-oriented, uh, completion-oriented, right? Um, you know, and, and that type of thing, right? The relational parts don't always, don't the relational always, skills, rather, always, yeah. don't always uh, get developed in that yeah. process, right? So I think that's where that 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 myth title comes in right. on that concept. Now you can get there. Please work for a company that values training, right. manager training, but yeah, you can get there. Right. Uh, let's see. Do-do-do. Multitaskers are the best workers. Okay, that's mine. First of all, it's impossible. It is no such thing as multitaskers. There are people that jump from tasks very, very quickly. Yeah. But you're diffusing your efforts. We were not. We were only created to have one thought at a time. Right. You cannot have multiple thoughts. And and yeah, I think some years ago, um, uh, me and my wife had read a bunch of different things on that. Like the brain itself does not 
juggle two thoughts simultaneously. No. No. It's switching. And so multitasking itself is a misnomer. Yeah. Right? Because even even on your phone, right? Take, for example, like they have the new multitasking mode where you can put screen on top of screen. You're still on doing one thing at a time. You're going to do one thing at a time. <laughs> and I think, it, you know, we're all getting ADD. Yeah, man. Nobody wants to even yeah. deal with that fact. Information is coming at us so fast. Yeah. But you can only still do one thing at a time. So, no. All right. No true multitasking. Next one. Having fun can hurt your performance or your standing at work. The opposite of that is true. Absolutely. If you can enjoy your work and people can see, it's actually contagious. Yeah, man. If you can enjoy your work and you can get other people to enjoy theirs and you can laugh and encourage and mm -hmm. whatever, man, the the, the the morale in the workplace goes up. Mm-hmm. Last one. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Speaking up will only hurt you. In movies. <laughs> Speaking up will only hurt you. That is that is such a myth. However, speaking up poorly, speaking up with we were talking about ego the last yes. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With ego and attitude, yes. What's, that the, works. what's the intent of you speaking what's up? What's the intent of you speak if you speak up to make the organization better? Right. Oh, and they understand that you're serious about that and that's right. a legit you're good. Right. That'll help you. So I'm I'm going I'm gonna go from the basis of your intent is um um is is good. Mm -hmm. And so depending on how you look at it, yeah, speaking up can hurt you in that organization, but it could be the best for your career. Well, let, let, let me throw this in there. If it's speaking up about an organizational issue mm -hmm. and you're trying to make it better, mm-hmm. That is so blatantly a help to the organization and to you. Correct. In other words, you say, you know, hey, Brian, I got to tell you this, man. I can't let this go on. If we continue to do this, this, and this uh, over here, we're going to pay for it here. You appreciate that from me. Yeah. Because I'm showing you where there's some holes in the game or whatever. Now, if it's personal, right. you know, I, Brian, I just got to speak up because I'm not being treated well and blah, 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 hates me and this sucks. At that point, it's kind of a downer. It's kind of a drag. Yeah, so it kind of depends on what the topic is. Yeah. You know, if it's about the organization, I can feel pretty pretty free to go with that. If it's personal, I might need to do, need to do a little background work so that I can approach you and give you the story without sounding like I'm whining. or. Mm -hmm. And it still all may be true. Right. <laughs> all right, man. Mm -hmm. um, final thoughts before we get out of here. This was not chasing money mm -hmm. and workplace myths. So I'll start with not chasing money. Um, that is a very shallow thing. Now, if you're out there listening to this and you're struggling to make more money because your 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 uh, your needs are there, uh, you got to get money. We're not saying don't chase money. You got to get adequate money. Uh, look at a couple things though. Look at are you making enough to live a good lifestyle, and are you overspending, and what are your money management? Habits, and I know that's your world that you live on the finance. Right, right, right. Uh, but if it's I need enough to make it so that I can sustain myself, uh, by all means, um, you know, make sure that you're getting good job satisfaction, but also make sure that you uh, are asking or getting what you believe you're worth, and get some help with that from a mentor. Um, workplace myths: People talk a lot of garbage. Get a mentor. Mm -hmm. or an advisor, somebody that's been over the road, mm -hmm. and they can help you debunk a whole lot of these things because they've seen it and they've dealt with it in their own uh, in their own world. Gotcha. Um, final thought from me, 
Um, especially when it comes to the what are we chasing. Like I said at the beginning, man, I fully understand um, the motivations for um, pursuing things because of the potential dollars attached to them. Mm. And it's only as I've grown that my perspective of maybe I need to be focused on chasing these other things mm-hmm. versus money first has manifested. You know, mm-hmm. my 20s, it just wasn't it. I was looking for the dollar. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just being transparent, right? Um, but I will say, man, like just in in anything, um, there, you know, uh, when when you take the focus off of the thing, right, and you begin to develop other uh, areas around the mm-hmm. thing, Typically, the thing manifests. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and my particular career path is different from Eric's, and Eric's is different from mine, and, and mm-hmm. all both of ours are different from everybody else's out there. But what my career has taught me is that having that patience to mm-hmm. focus on building the value in my, my mental state, mm-hmm. my skill set, and my knowledge mm-hmm. has allowed me to see that when I do decide to do something bigger, when I do decide to do something else, when I do decide to leave the organization, mm-hmm. these things all together have created a a different, uh, a more valuable package mm-hmm. to offer. Absolutely. And so the money will come. <laughs> if you're good at what you do, the money will follow. Money will follow. Money, money, money. All right, that's uh, episode 58 of the Beyond the Cubicle podcast. Again, man, we really appreciate you guys sticking with us for this uh, this, this year, first year of our, our existence. Absolutely. Um, we've been growing, and we hope you've been growing. And I've been growing just by sharing our experiences and researching these topics oh, and, and coming up with stuff to talk talk to you guys about. And we so. love getting your emails because you guys will send us emails. We get a chance to talk and chat and maybe even help out a little bit, and uh, if we don't know it, we'll research it. That's it. All right, so um, stay tuned for more, guys. We'll see y'all next week. Have a good one.